You're listening to the 9010 rule. 90% business, 10% music. Today on the 9010 rule, we discuss Chrisette Michelle performing at the inauguration, the Atlanta Studio Ordinance, and the new edition biopic. But first, this. Drought and famine, natural disasters. My baby has been around for me. Kingdoms have fallen, angels be calling. None of that could ever make me leave. Yeah. Every time I look into You by Daniel Caesar featuring Kelly Uchis here on the 9010 You can look us up there. I am Brian Jennings, Kevin Davis, and Crystal Jordan. We are the 9010 Rule. What's going on, y'all? Yo, 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 yo. Well, we are definitely off to an interesting 2017. <laughs> Uh, in more ways than one, right? We really just had to uh, wheel it back a little bit, listeners, because we were in here popping off <laughs> and said, yo, hold on, hold on, let's just stop and record because 
Yeah, 2017's been interesting. A whole lot of shit just happened this last week, week or two. and um, It's unavoidable. Namely, do you want to just dive in and we can talk about this Chrisette Michelle shit? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Because she took the brunt. I feel like she took the brunt of everything because she decided to perform at Trump's inauguration. Right. When uh, nobody else would. Uh, well, I don't even... It's, nobody else would. Mm, I don't agree with that. What, what do you mean? I don't know that nobody else would. It just didn't work out that way. I think plenty of people would have gone and performed. I mean, her job is a performer. She is, but I, but I do think that several other... <laughs> I think that there were invitations extended to other celebrities that turned it down. I think that Hollywood has taken a stand kind of anti-Trump. Well, they never asked me. They did not, but but you played a saxophone, right? I would, I would have sang for $750,000. Okay. <clears throat> Brian actually plays the spoons. He's really talented. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I told, I actually text Jennifer Holiday because, you know, I work with her before. She's an amazing talent. Right. And I was just really saddened at the fact that she turned it down um, via very ridiculously and irresponsible letter by her publicist. And yes, I am saying that out loud. I'm just over that. Right. Um, but I feel like she was forced to turn down doing something that she had done for years right. that has been a part of her career. I mean, she's she's a Broadway singer. She is that type of performer. Right. And because she was attacked so much, you know, for someone her age, um, you know, with with just, you know, for for the type of performer that she is, she was hurt. And basically, I think bullied into um, turning down the, the the opportunity. I think that was really sad. Who was she turned? Who was she bullied by? Well, um, there was a lot a lot of anti-Trump supporters, specifically the LGBT community that came after her with a vengeance. Where do they work? <laughs> where do, Where do they get their check from? I don't know. I but- guarantee it's not from. Uh, a positive black company. No, it's not. But you know what? But you know what's interesting is that a lot of her fans PBC. are in the LGBT community and she felt like, or at least her team felt like they would not support her. Right. Um, you know, it won't be raining men anymore. Right. If <laughs> if she had done that, they thought it would have a lasting effect on, you know, her career. Right. But um, but to me, it's not about singing for the actual president. It's about right. singing for the country. Right. And I think it's a huge coup. I mean, Beyonce, different people have done it. And it's um, it's more of an act for your country, in my opinion, than it is for the president. And, it's, and to me, it was hypocritical because when she sang for other presidents, she sang for Bush, she sang for Reagan. No one said, ooh, Jennifer Holliday is supporting Bush. You know right. what I mean? But it was seen more as, oh, you're singing for the inauguration. But because of the way this campaign went with Trump, it was like, let's all be anti-Trump and avoid the inauguration. And I think that was unfair. Well, I think what some people don't want to accept is that, and I've never, I've never said this before, but times actually have changed. The things that you used to be able to do and get away with before, you can't do no more. There is an entirely different audience that won't allow it. Like, just flat out won't allow it. And I really think that's the reason for the outrage. It's not because, don't get me wrong, I, I mean, Trump clearly, clearly has offended a number of groups of people. Right. 
right? But Jennifer Holliday and Chrisette Michelle and anyone else that was on that stage, they don't work for Trump. They work for their fans. Right. At any other time, they have to put out music that their fans would embrace. They have to put out videos or be a part of projects or be seen where their fans want to see them. Right? Like, people talk, we're talking shit about uh, when the last time you heard a record from Chrisette Michelle? Probably at the Soul Train Awards. Yeah, actually, that is where. Probably at the Soul Train Awards. And why was she at the Soul Train Awards? Because that's her audience. Well, unfortunately, I did get a chance to see some stats. Um, and for her, some stats. some stats and Chrisette Michelle has never gone gold. Never. So I don't know who her audience is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I've liked a couple of her songs, but I'm, but for her to get offered the opportunity to sing for the president of the United States during the inauguration and to be an artist that has not gone gold in any genre. Right. She would have been a fool to turn that down, in my opinion. And all the people that were outraged that she took um, on this this honor had never bought an album anyway. So because if they had, she would have at least gone gold once. I know for a fact that Janice Thompson, who works for a credit company that calls old people early in the morning and forces them to <laughs> add ten more dollars to their credit debt, Janice I guarantee Thompson. if she got the chance to be the manager. <laughs> for a company that was a credit company that, that Trump owned, she's taking that fucking job. Absolutely. She's taking that job. Absolutely. But she's going to get mad at Chrisette Michelle because Chrisette Michelle is going to accept money to do her job. That I don't agree with. I think that there's there's <laughs> this kind of a witch hunt, but in this case, it's not like the Salem witch trials because there really is a damn witch. Like Trump is absolutely a witch. Everybody agrees with that statement. Right. However, I don't know that Chrisette Michelle is doing herself a disservice or her people a disservice by singing at the inauguration. Well, you know I, I what? As, so. as much as as much as people say, "Oh, well, Chrisette Michelle never went gold," right? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So if if that's that's your argument there, Chrisette Michelle has still done more than what most artists have done. Absolutely. Right. I, I would consider her say, to be a successful, absolutely. successful artist. She's, she's definitely still a, a success, and she's still, I, I, I'm hoping that she still has a career. What I'm wondering right now, I don't think that she was at a point in her career where she could afford to make that type of decision, where she could afford no, to I, make that type of stance. I think she could. Beyonce could do it, and Beyonce did it with last year when she took this uh, stance supporting uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, excuse me, Black Lives Matter or the Panthers. I think right? Chrisette Michelle, obviously, I don't think it would have affected her career <laughs> at all if she. I, I get what you guys are saying. She's she is a. She's a popular person, but as far as her career and her selling albums and her her singing, I don't know that turning that down would have affected her. Obviously, she's not selling albums, so well, she I, is selling albums. She's well, not, nobody's selling yeah, albums. She's selling. She's selling. She's not, not going doing gold. what she's not doing. What a lot of she ain't even streaming. Do. Let me ask you a question. Let me <laughs> ask you guys a question. Who felt like they made it a, a change? Like. Chrisette Michelle singing changed their mind about Trump or about the way they feel about the country. It never does. It never does. Anyone singing for the president, it doesn't change. It does not do anything to change. At the point that their inauguration is happening, you've you've obviously cast your ballot and you're you're either on the on the side of the president or you're disappointed. But I don't think the entertainment that goes along with it does anything to sway it. People that love because people forget that the world is big. So when Beyonce and and actually Beyonce and Jay-Z gave a concert for Hillary Clinton in Ohio, 
the day before the election, right. right? And I remember thinking, when I first looked at that, thinking, wow, they've cast their vote in an obvious way behind Hillary Clinton. But we forget the world is big. Not everyone loves Jay-Z and Beyonce. Right. You know, and a lot of the people in Ohio were not impressed that that Hillary brought them out. That was her big ammunition right, right before the 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 um the vote. Right. So my point is I just don't I think entertainment is entertainment. I think that you sing because it's a part of a program. It doesn't have anything to do with you believing with the politics of that person. I think it's, like I said, I think it's a service to your country. Now, I was disappointed to hear Spike Lee, you know, came out and spoke negatively about Chrisette Michelle and said she's not going to be featured on his Netflix movie. And I don't know if that's going to equal $750,000 in national. 200. Or the amount of looks either. Right, I don't like, think it would yeah. have. We wouldn't even have known. We're talking about looks here, right? I, 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 everybody in this room understands what looks are, and right. everybody who's listening to the show should know what looks what looks looks are. Right. The 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 point of doing an inauguration is because you are going to be you're going to be seen by so many people, especially somebody who was not ever sold gold. Exactly. You need to get in as front of as many eyes as you can. You need as many looks as possible. Every manager of an artist is going to try to get their artist looks. Absolutely. Whether we do this social media wise, whether we do this on TV, the job is to get looks. She's got to sell records, and she can't sell records if you don't know who she is. Right. If you don't know that she has a song out, it can't happen. The inauguration is a place where all at once the world is watching. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to get on this stage in front of the world. The world, Craig. The world. Yeah. How do you how do you tell somebody, no, don't do that because we're we're this week we're making a stand. We're mm -hmm. we're gonna get him out of office because well, we're gonna be loud enough to do so. I'll tell you why. I'll okay. tell you why. Because the same people that are mad about Chrisette Michelle performing for Trump are the same people whom went to that concert with Jay-Z and Beyonce for Hillary Clinton and still didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because this younger audience, this younger generation cannot be bought. They cannot be bought. They don't, they see through that shit. They're a more savvy, they're a more savvy consumer. I think that may be true. I think people are tired of the bullshit. I think people are tired of the bullshit and I'm tired of the bullshit, which is why I think Spike Lee, and I have tremendous respect for Spike Lee's art but I just think that but was especially the early art, because right, right, exactly. But but still, no disrespect. I I, I respect who he yeah, is. Yeah. But I was I was saddened to hear someone that we look to as a pillar of the artistic community to say to come out negatively and attack a younger person. If he felt that way, I think there's a way he could have reached out to her personally, had a conversation with her, but to villainize Especially him. Her, yeah. he's, been, he's been so ostracized by the black community. Right. For him to be the person. Right. That's like, what, are you trying to get a, a point back from black people? Yeah, he t I, it, it, it appears he wanted his Perhaps, black back. But you know what, as, as, <laughs> like, as, as much as you can say, like, I, I can't separate the artist from the reason that they're on stage. Right. Okay. Like if they're on tour because they have an album out or they're whatever they're performing, that's different. And she was just performing in D.C. That would have been different than performing at the inaugural ball for the 45th president of the United States of America. Right. But okay. So why do we have to? Why do we have to go further than that? Just right there. Why do we have right. to go further than the inaugural ball for the 45th president of the United right. States of America? Why do we have to put a name on it and a and a, a political ideal? Okay. Because. People are drawing sides, like, and have been drawing sides for quite a while. Like, this didn't, this didn't just start when Trump's 
announced his candidacy. Right. Right? Like, Ted Nugent would not have performed at Obama's inauguration. Okay. He could have asked him. And I'm sure that might have been a a headline that a bunch of Caucasian artists were turning down the uh, chance to perform for the 44th president. That could have been a headline, but nobody was asking him in the first place. Right. So are you, uh, okay, are you thinking that Chrisette Michelle didn't deserve to sing there? Was she not, you think that the no, only I'm not she's saying that she poem? didn't deserve to sing there. I'm saying that she should have listened to her audience. No, what I'm, what I'm asking though is. Even though her audience it has not supported her. I don't her think audience that's has true, supported though, her. I don't think. I think, I think that's that, the reason that she has a career. I Otherwise, think, she yeah. no. I, she no. No. no I think no, two hundred thousand no. plus sales per album is a lot of damn sales. I think that she has been on R and B divas, and I think that they've done additional things to make her popular. But I don't think, and this is my opinion as a publicist, I think that she's more popular than people than she is. A you know a singer that people connect with. I think she's more talented than she is popular. I agree with that. I, I, and, and, I agree with that And if you really want to like dice up her career, like she doesn't have a signature look. She changes her hair every three months. Right. So you she don't. Doesn't, she doesn't ascribe to those to those ideals that make one popular. She's not a commercial artist. However, right. I I just disagree. I don't think that you have to. I think that your audience, her audience, is telling her that she is not a that that a label probably doesn't want to sign her because she's not a successful artist. I think the fact. I bet. I bet. If she continues, because I don't, I don't agree with the fact that she's been addressing this so much. First of all, a lot more people know who she is. Mm-hmm. I bet if she came out with an Looks. amazing single, exactly, it's a, it was a great look. And the fact that people are talking about it, all publicity can be flipped to be good publicity. All publicity is not good publicity, but it can be flipped that way because now you have people's attention. People, there are people who didn't know who Chrisette Michelle was. Now she's on their radar, and if she comes with a hot single, success erases every and a good issue. comeback story. Exactly, I, I, I disagree. I think the moment is past. I, I think she's done. I don't think so. I do. I, I mean, if she if she gets I, a great single, well, I, I tell you why. One, I don't know that her audience wants to see her or wants to hear her now. Right? I think that if like, and it's and because of that, that may even block other opportunities. Like someone may be casting for a movie and want her to be in it, and now that casting agent may be thinking, uh, there's probably a lot of people who may not watch this movie because she's in it now. Kind of like what they did with Nate Parker and and Birth of a Nation. Ooh, right. That's, that's but that's a totally different situation. Uh, Nate's situation was something that he did something. That, that he did a long time ago. It's not, I don't think, I don't see those things are the same. But I, I think for either one of them, and that was a, that's a whole different, I can't even go to, to explain why that's so different. I didn't the, know Nate Parker's name before that, though. I knew who subject, he was. The subject of the movie and the, and the idea of what he did prior to the film are two very different things. But I feel like if Chrisette Michelle, you know, lost some weight. <laughs> Put out a great single, she'd be fine. I think that this business is very fickle, and shit. You know, we know people right now in Atlanta who have burned every bridge in their life and are still, disappeared for six months and came back. And yeah, I don't think there's anything you can found do. an artist to work with. Absolutely, <laughs> I, absolutely. I don't think there's anything and you can do. Them plentifully, <laughs> and, and, and it works. Oh, and God. it works. And it works. I, I, I just don't think that she. You can do anything right now. 
Hell, Steve Harvey went and sat down with with Trump. Why do you think that people aren't t- talking about him? Chrisette Michelle, there was nothing. To, I, I guarantee you his show is not going to go off the air. I guarantee you he'll continue to get more and more endorsements. Floyd Mayweather went to the inauguration, sat on the first row, and didn't give a damn about what his his his, his fans thought. It's all in how you play it. And I don't think, I think, now I think she could be done if she doesn't come with a hot record and she doesn't look right. amazing. Right. But in this world, if you look amazing and you you got some talent behind you, you're fine. I would love to see Chrisette Michelle bounce back. I just think it's highly unlikely. I'm not expecting her to look amazing. I'm not expecting her to drop a, a fancy single. And not to mention, I feel like she dropped an opportunity because while she was in D.C., she had the, like, if it was just about going to get your check, then go get your check. She could have shown up to the Women's March the very next day and at least shown face, said a few words, you maybe got a tomato, tomatoes thrown at her? Well, no, she could have at least had a better opportunity to explain. I think, but later she went on the breakfast club. Okay, hold on, hold on. Later she went on the breakfast club and then gave a poor excuse. Well, let me ask you a question, Kevin. people saw right through it. Let me ask you a question, Kevin. Okay, how many artists didn't go to the Women's March? Tons. Tons. You know why? Because they're not fucking activists. Right. They're just not. Some people are just not built like that, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Chrisette Michelle does not owe anyone her personal activism, if that's uh, even, a, even a word. She's an artist. She sings. That's all she does. She's not a spokesperson unless she signs the paperwork. She's not an activist. She's not a Black Panther. She's not a Black Lives She's Matter. She's a vocalist. She's just a singer. That's all she is. That's all we should expect of her. I know Charles Barkley said back in the day he's not a role model. I don't think she was not being a role model by doing the inauguration. She was doing what her job required. She needs to get looks Crystal says she's a failure, a flop. <laughs> Say she that. Needs to, she needs to stop being a flop. <laughs> and right now, she's on the tip of a lot of people's tongues, including the three of ours. You know who she is. You know that she's doing something now, so she is relevant. And if she's relevant, she has the ability to come back, bounce back, do whatever. There's another There's another six months for her, a window for her to find some another way to stay relevant. And that's what all these people that are complaining and bitching and moaning and crying, they always talk about how irrelevant people are. She's not. Right, she's definitely not irrelevant. I think she's, this is the most relevant she's ever been. And that going to the march would have hurt that. That presents, I think, well, going to the march it would, would have been the most irresponsible thing to do because she would have looked worse because people would have came down on her horribly. Right. You got to let it air out a little bit. <laughs> she could have <laughs> said, man, hey, I just had to get my check, but the, I don't like what's going on and I support that, you guys. No. That was not for Go kill that, it. though. They would have that, been, that that been burning Chrisette yeah. Michelle uh, effigies on the stage. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't think that was about that. I think the women's, that was two totally different things. Right. And, and I think, like, you know, I agree with Brian in the fact that this, she's a vocalist. We know, what we do know about Chrisette Michelle, I know a few of her songs, but she, I know that she can sing. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing her on, on, on Steve Harvey's show, and you don't get opportunities to sing for the president, whoever the president is, unless you are a true vocalist. There's, right. there's a certain type of um, prestige that comes with singing at the inauguration. Those women can Aretha Franklin sang for the president. Right. Like that, right. that, that, that puts you in another class of vocalist. And I think that's what that was about for her. Right. And I don't think that anyone had the right because no one has the right to tell you how you earn your money. So I don't think we have a right as fans to tell artists what they should or should not do. I think it was unfortunate for Jennifer Holiday. I know she was very saddened by that, but I hope that Chrisette Michelle and her team can flip this around because Janet Jackson 
you know, there's all types of horrible. The Super Bowl thing. Yeah, the Super Bowl thing. It took a long time for Janet Jackson to get over that, but I guarantee you, the only thing that 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 the best way to uh, effectively utilize crisis PR is to keep going. Keep use that use that notoriety, use that exposure, and flip it to your benefit. And R. I Kelly. promise you can do it. A la R. Kelly in every tragedy, traumatic, raping teenagers, peeing on them, peeing getting on married him. to little girls. Like he just kept going. He kept going, and and now I he will sell out a show, and one woman in there, you would dare one woman there to bring up the fact that this man is a known pedophile. No, they still, R. Kelly still got women at the front of the stage trying to grab his dick. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're saying that Chrisette Michelle can't recover from singing for the president? Get the fuck out of here. No, Chrisette Michelle is nowhere near the iconic status that R. Kelly had. So Right, 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 right. right, That'll be a different comeback, but I do see the ability for her to to flourish from this. Like Michael Vick had a strong comeback. He had a strong, but he had to. He had a very earnest out. one too. He had to like not only go through the legal steps, but he had to face the public. And as legal well. steps don't matter. If he had a losing season, it would have been a wrap. Legal get, steps be damned. They gave him a show. They, that they, might be true. They gave him a show that allowed him to apologize weekly on BET. Remember that? Yeah, I do. But I'm saying he, Chris Michelle can have that now. He he proved himself. What you have to do is get hot. You got to get hot. So got you got to get hot. Got to get hot. That's all, get that's hot. all you can do. Speaking of getting hot, <laughs> there have been several hot studios in the Atlanta area that caused a a legal ordinance to be brought up a few weeks ago, right? right. And we've been talking about this, especially um, especially Brian, but actually both of you guys, because you spend a lot of time in studios and you have a studio. So um, let's talk a little bit about that, because I don't know if any of our listeners, I'm sure some of our listeners live here in Atlanta, and this was something that a lot of the music community kind of banded together to support. Um, and I just, I think it was interesting. I, you know, they voted it down and I know a lot of people were happy, but I think that still does not, the conversation is not over and we got to figure this out. And we're still looking to to find someone to actually come be on the show who will be willing to speak on the, the side that lost. Because that's the side that I'm most interested in. I know why it was voted down. You know, it, it only makes sense that... The Atlanta community is one that is kind of, you know, surrounded. We surrounded ourselves with a bunch of studios. And, and you know, that's why the air is kind of magic here. You know what I'm saying? Like when you come mm-hmm. to Atlanta, you feel the energy of creativity and well, let's do some music. Mm-hmm. You know, their cities have their own energy. You know, New York has it. When you get there, you just want to work real hard and you feel like you feel the hustle and bustle. So it right. kind of grind, it makes you start grinding. You go to L.A. and it's kind of laid back. So you want to sit out and, and relax mm-hmm. and, you know, do whatever. But... And when you come to Atlanta, you start seeing these celebrities around that are artists. You start, you know, everybody got a studio. And so it kind of charges you up if you're a musician to really want to break music here. Right. Mm -hmm. So because of that, there was the rise of home studios. There there was the rise of studios in places that weren't zoned for studio usage. And, And just so that you understand, people who don't know, studios require a whole lot. When it comes to zoning Because there's things That have to do with The noise, noise. ordinances There's things that have to do With the, the way that a studio Is built so that Vibration doesn't wreck a n- So for instance If we have a studio In this in this suite Next door They have Antique furniture And our studio Is not Sound deadened correctly It doesn't have the right Soundproofing And you know The raised floor The raised The lowered ceiling And the, the walls That nothing touches The joists or whatever That prevents The low frequency 
vibrations from going across to that next guy's suite and wrecking all his furniture. That's very important, and it makes a lot of sense. However, majority of these studios are not in those kind of situations. But that's what this ordinance was trying to pretend like it was going to protect. Well, I think I'll play devil's advocate. And I I had a, a conversation with a good friend of mine. Um, I've been in a lot of studios and I've also felt unsafe in several. You know what I mean? There was one studio that I won't mention the name, but I had an <laughs> office in and there were there were shootings at the studio. And we we all know um about Street Exec Studio, there was um there was some violence bank at, at Bank Row. I mean, that's what <clears throat> the the death of Bank Row or that shooting was part of what supposedly uh led them to pursue right. this yeah. uh, ordinance. So I think like I said, just playing devil's advocate, or, or, you know, I think that as a person that, you know, could could potentially move into Atlanta, all of us, you know, live here in Atlanta, no one wants to be in a situation where their neighborhood, you know, has has a, a, a entity in it that's going to bring undesirables or going to bring additional violence, right. you know, and, and that, that has happened. Now, you know, like I said, I was talking to a, a well-known manager in the industry here, and he was saying, well, when you look at the number of people that have died or have been robbed at studios compared to the bowling alley or to different places, it's not it's not that big. Um, but that doesn't really make me feel better. So wait, are you saying that bowling alleys don't have as much crime he said, studios? He was saying that studios don't have more crime than bowling alleys. Than bowling alleys yeah. in different places. But I don't think... I. I haven't spent a lot of time at bowling alleys. Right. I have spent a lot of time in studios, and I feel like when you have you have people coming through that have a lot of money, right. you have equipment that's very expensive. Right. Um, if you don't have the proper security in place, that can be a, a definitely a, 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 an issue. But that's also the type of studio that you like. There's there's studios that are designed for certain types of clientele. If you're an up-and-coming artist or you've got an up-and-coming producer or whatever and you just want to record in your in your bedroom or bathroom or whatever, that's one thing, right? But if you're a multi-platinum superstar, then you're probably at somewhere that has a gate. Somewhere, like, like you can't get in Tree Sound. You can't just walk in the, from right. the street and just ring the bell. Like, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, see who you got in here. Right. No, you can't, like, there's a reason that certain studios can solicit certain types of clientele. Well, I, I can speak for the studio that I was a part of that that did have that, that you can't walk in any studio that I know of and, and get in, but there were people waiting outside and people were robbed, you know, going to their car. So we had a security guard that would walk those of us to our cars, you know, the, the women in the building. If I had to leave after a certain time of night, he would walk us to our cars because right. there had been shootings in the area. So just because you can't get in a studio doesn't mean that someone can't be waiting outside to rob you. And we know that there are, there that does happen. You know, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of young people with a lot of money, a lot of disposable income, right. and sometimes that can cause an issue. How do you protect those people from a studio? Like, why is a studio the place, you know? Because I, I was approaching this more from the technical aspect, and I'm glad you guys brought up the other side of it. So from the technical aspect, I, I completely understand all the things that they were saying. Right. From that aspect, though, how do you protect somebody who's about to get robbed? Well, I think that one of the things that we talked about doing, and, and that was an issue at the studio that I, that I had an office in for a short period of time, is that you have to, there has to be accountability, so if people are in the parking lot, if people are coming to meet with a producer or meet with an artist or meet with, there, there has to be, you, you have to know someone to be able to get in. You can't just, 
it's not, it, it, sh- it shouldn't be like someplace where people are partying all the time. Right. Because it's still a place of business. Right. You know, I mean, the people that really do this for a living, this is really their business. And mm-hmm. I think you just have to be very careful about who you have in your building. You know, right. I remember working working at Red Zone years ago when um, Tricky Seward and Dream were there and their family was very particular. If you were there at Red Zone, you you had to be checking in. Someone had to know you were coming. Right. Your name had to be on a list. When you got in, you signed in. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they you, also... You could knock on that door forever. Protocol. They Nobody would not would come let open you in. You yeah. can't even and get to the door at Red Zone. Yeah. Now you can't. But And you also... If you were you were not smoking and you were not smoking and drinking, right? Um, and and I know for some studios, you know, here in Atlanta, they want artists to feel comfortable, so they allow them to do that kind of thing. But it just depends on the type of environment that you want to nurture at your studio, you know. And so if people know that they're not going to be able to smoke and drink, it's going to be serious working. I think you're going to get a lot less of that. Well, let me ask you a question. What prevents somebody who comes to your studio and records, because you're still got, you still have a studio. Right. What prevents someone from not sitting in the parking lot, but just sitting just a little bit off the parking lot, just waiting? Nothing, nothing. I, and I think that's why neighborhoods, if I had to play devil's advocate, that's why I believe some people in neighborhoods would be upset. You see all these very expensive exotic cars pulling up. Right. I don't know who these people are. People are outside. Some studios have a situation where you can't smoke inside, but you can go outside, outside to right. smoke. So you do have a you you know you have people kind of hanging around and 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 just loitering, if you will, because right. they, they, you know. And I think that people, if you're in a neighborhood and you're not a part of this business, you could see that as a threat to your safety. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, but it doesn't it it I feel like it one it doesn't happen everywhere and two there are some things that you like definitely security around the studios is a, a major concern and, and a major issue I feel like right but that's also why there are why why you can't see through the windows and why you got to get buzzed in at the door or you have to know somebody in order to gain access so on and so forth right um I don't know that you can, hell, even from people that are inside, there have been incidents where I've witnessed where uh, somebody that is with the artist has tweeted, yeah, we're over here, blah, 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 mm, right? All bad. And now all of a sudden, you got people the studio, up. the studio, like you either got people pulling up or you got people making phone calls. Yo, is so-and-so still there? I just saw this on TV, and I wanted a da-da-da, right? All those types. It, the well, that's artist, horrible. It, but it happens. <laughs> yeah. it, it, actually, does, it, a, it does happen. That's one of I know the things it's happened in my studio a number one, of times. That's one of the things that happened with um, street execs is that they were a studio, they are a studio where people, they're, they're, they throw a lot of parties. There was a lot going on there. And I know... F- just remembering getting invites, a lot of times those parties were not. Most studios, if they if there's a party, you got to really know somebody or be really connected to get an invite. And that wasn't the case. There was just a lot of people, right. you know, that knew about. And I get it that they wanted they wanted people to feel comfortable. Um, uh, Two Chains and that group are very they're very, they embrace Atlanta and they wanted right. people to feel comfortable there. But it also led to additional things, you know, happening. So. I think that you just have to be very careful about who you have in your building if you want to preserve, you know, the integrity of that building. How would you guys have voted? I would have voted against it. Against it, the, the, the ordinance? Yeah. So to allow it to stay the way it is? Yeah, because I don't, I don't feel as though the, the reasons that they presented for the ordinance are fully the reasons behind 
why they want that ordinance. What about you? I I would have voted I would have voted against it, but I do feel like there has to be something there there has to be process put in processes put in place so that people don't feel um unsafe. Not even just the people that are there, but also the artists. Because I know, you know, working with certain artists, they're very particular about where they go because right. you don't want an artist to go someplace and feel like their, you know, they could pos- their livelihood could possibly be taken because someone's waiting on them to pull up. Right. So I, th- I just think that there has to be a, a continuing conversation. And I know I've been in studios that do it really well, and I've been in studios that made me feel, you know, a, <laughs> a little unsafe. And a lot of those end up, sh- you know, closing down or, or you know, getting uh, getting kicked out once their lease is up. You know, so yeah. I think that you. I do think that security is extremely important and uh, usually whoever studio it is, whoever the studio belongs to kind of sets the tone for the type of clientele they're going to have. I would have voted for it. And uh, I think you guys will relate to me when I tell you why. You know, owning something and then having the inability to control the surrounding area of what you own, that's a tough thing to deal with. Some of the places where these studios are are really nice areas. Yeah. And the people own the own these houses, they they don't deserve to have to deal with that kind of nonsense. I don't give a damn who is pulling up in what kind of car. Like right. I you know it, it it's a lot of it's a lot of money and tied up into your home. It is. Mm-hmm. And to to not ruffle any racial feathers cuz I think that's where you were kind of going with it Kevin when you're saying that's not really the reason why they were trying to do the ordinance. I don't really give a damn about racial feathers when we're talking about my $700,000 home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the amount of money that that you it requires to not only maintain it but you know to then also have to worry about the the periphery, your outside right. area and people coming to visit you or you not being sure if you when you hear a noise you need to lay on the floor because I've yeah. been in a home before where somebody shot next door but I didn't know what it was and I had to jump on the floor because that's real. Right. You hear gunshots that's real. It can come through the window mm-hmm. and you could be dead and not have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that there needs to be something. The big, huge studios, the tree sounds, the patchworks, those studios are still going to, they're going to be there mm-hmm. because they've gone through all the proper process to do the things they right. need to do to, to make sure everything is secure. Right. It's those middle ones and they just need to step it up. Right. They need to step it up because there should never be a situation where somebody who owns a $700,000 home has to ever worry about his kids walking outside to walk the dog and be in the middle of some shit like like that. But you know what? You can't avoid that shit on earth. You can't. But you can do things. You can't. $700,000 home, $7 million home. Right. If somebody, if you're, if you're a famous person. If you're a famous person and peep and there is someone who recognizes you as rich and vulnerable, right. there is a chance that somebody could try you. Okay. Right? Period. I mean, you could come out of the grocery store looking like a bum. Right. But if somebody wants to try to rob you, they're gonna try to rob you. True. But there's a reason that there are less robberies at grocery stores than they are at studios. Yeah, because those people don't go to grocery stores. They have an assistant that goes to a grocery store. What you're saying well, is... Well, they do sometimes, but I'm just saying... But, it, 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 listen to my point, though. You're you're bringing these people to a focused area. It just right. so happens to be three houses or three buildings away from my $700,000 or $7 million home. Hell, Kim Kardashian got robbed at a hotel. Yeah, but that's one situation. You're talking about the exceptions. What I'm talking about no, is... No, it's not. I'm no. talking about every night. Hold on, let night. me speak. Let me speak for a moment. Because okay. as a booking agent, one of the first rules that... Like, there's a lot of artists that do not tour anymore mm-hmm. because of the, them being robbed or worse right. while they're on the road. 
Okay. Right? So you're invulnerable. There's a reason that we put people in certain types of hotels because we don't want the outside public to be able to see what room they're in. Right. There's a reason that people check in with a fake name because they don't want you to go to the desk and be able to figure out where the hell they at. Right. All of, there's a reason that we use uh, certain travel companies because we want to make sure that whoever is picking this up and taking that artist from the airport to the hotel to the venue back to the hotel and back to the airport right there's a reason and all of that is in has to do with safety you just proved my by point. making sure that this person gets back safe right thank you for but i'm not i'm not proving your point i'm sorry you go through because you go through those extra channels for safety what i'm saying is don't then force me to be unsafe in my home that i bought because you're not willing to do the extra steps like patchwork or like tree sound you know what i'm saying those studios go through the extra to make sure that their their studio space is separated enough and is secure enough to where they can prevent those types of things from happening that's why the big musicians pay the big bucks to go there because they understand that there's been precautions there's been oversight there's something that's that's safeguarding the safe travel to and from and, and during their use of that studio. And that's what I'm saying. Some of these mid-level studios, mm-hmm. they're not providing those oversight. That oversight, yeah, they're not doing the money. work. It, 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 all bo- it all boils down to money. <clears throat> and so when you're talking about Tree Sound and Patchwork, those are high-dollar labels. Rent those out for a ridiculous amount of money, and the average independent artist can't, can't, can't afford right. that. And I do think... I, I, I I see both sides and I definitely understand but I'm but I'm saying that the artist there's a reason that people target situations like that because it's studios because you do have a large number of people hanging around and it just becomes unsafe sometimes in certain situations especially with hip hop a lot of times there's issues going on within the camp and so people are coming by so I mean there's 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 um you know, but but I, I think that I'm glad that it got turned. I'm glad it got turned down because I know so many people are going to be disappointed right. that I work with. But I do think that somebody has some, something different has to happen so that that things are made more safe, not just for people in the neighborhood, but also for those artists that are coming to, yeah. you know, the studios, because I would hate for an artist to pull up someplace. Um, and, and the studio that I was at, this guy was waiting to just rob somebody. So if he sees, you know, an artist, a, a rapper that's got a, you know, pulls up in a Lamborghini, that person is in much more of a peril than I was, you know, getting out of my car. And that's not unreasonable. There were always nice cars there. Absolutely. Oh, no, there were. Uh, there, there were. I mean, the guy that, the, the producer that was there, you know, he's got a shitload of money and people right. know that. And people often target them. So I'm saying that really the homeowners need to be safe, but then also... I feel like the artists need to be safe as well. Right. So it goes both goes goes both ways. And I'm I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that I feel like the burden of security belongs to the artist. It belongs because it's you. This is you. Like you know, you know what your background is. You know your past. You know if there's somebody out there that's still looking for you or not. You know the type of energy that people come to you with on when you're on the road. Like there's certain there's certain artists. Nobody's trying to rob three thousand. Nobody's trying to rob Andre three thousand. Right, right. He carries a certain type of energy. Right. Uh, he not carries a certain. True. And I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. Thank you. But, but he's nine not the guy times you're out choose. of ten, right. right. Nine times out of ten, he's respected on a certain level where that's not going to happen. Like in 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 Chicago, they'll rob Twister. If they did rob Twister, man, they give it back. 
Well, that, there's, there's a, a certain whole, type of respect that There's a whole other issue with. going along with that that we're not going to talk about on the air. <laughs> but there's a whole other <laughs> underground issue happening with some people in certain cities that we all know about that we're, we don't want to so. get into. Okay, so I'll let's, let's just right. don't even go I'll there. Digress. We can't We can't talk about I don't want to get in no trouble, so I'm just going to well, keep I, my mouth I'll, shut. I'll just, say, I'll just say I've been to, especially having run a studio, I know that like there are artists that won't that will have security outside of their dance rehearsal, like the dance studio. Right. But I think it's the studio's responsibility to know your clientele. But yeah. I don't know. On a better note. Like did New Edition get ever get robbed? We just saw the biopic. <laughs> well, there was a shooting. There was a shooting after the concert with Bobby Brown's people and <laughs> New Edition. But that was people. them. That was that, that was, was internal. <laughs> right. But no, me. actually, you know what? I have a friend that was on the road with them and they actually got into it with guys people as well one oh, time. Okay. And they ended up exchanging some gunfire. But I don't even want to think about that. Bobby was boxing with Aaron Hall. Man. Oh shit. Wasn't you got that exclusive? biopic amazing? That actually uh, okay. Yes and no. no I think, how can you say no? I'm about to tell you why. And New Edition is probably my third favorite group. So I'm who not, is your first two? The first group is Drew Hill. That's just my favorite. What? R, that's how my favorite R&B group. The? That's because he likes game no, with Curly Hill. I know. I'm talking about as far as songs go. How Drew Hill's my first group. Is Drew Hill before New Edition? Tony 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 is second. I feel like you almost are disrespectful right no, now. I'm like, not how can you say Drew Hill over New Edition? Drew Hill has more songs that are good than if New Edition. Not Hold on, you asked my opinion. Wouldn't even exist. but that doesn't mean anything. The Jacksons were before New Edition. Fight off air, man. Seriously, stop. You asked me a question. Rule is about to go <laughs> you asked me a question. I drew Hills first, Tony 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 is second, and New Edition is third. Nobody even like people be like, who? That's fine. And you asked me what my favorite group was. But let me tell you why this biopic was great and it was bad at the same time. All right. I think it was it, it was probably the best one so far. And I didn't, I didn't, but I mean, I didn't like Straight Outta Compton. I thought that was, it was not that good. Okay. All right, people. So I didn't, I thought it was, I thought obviously it was, his light skinnedness. No, <laughs> it just wasn't true at all. Like Straight Outta Compton was like, I was alive. You, you, you guys were, were alive during right. this time. How can we just not use any facts in this shit? We're just going to just completely go with Dre and, and Cube and whatever they say is what it is. That was not a biopic. That was a movie. <laughs> that shit was fictional to the motherfucker. It was, <laughs> it was a good movie. It was, it was, a, it was a good movie, it but it wasn't a biopic. It, was, it wasn't a good biopic. It was their perspective. Whatever. You know, you and I both know that that wasn't the way this shit happened. It just didn't happen that way. There were so many falsehoods. Okay, but New Edition Part 1 and Part 2, great. Amazing. I loved them. Part 3, it felt like the network fucked the, the writer up. It they felt like to, they felt like the, there was probably supposed to be four parts, and they were like, "Ah, we don't got four nights, man." Rush, push, rush it. Three rush and four, it. we need to squeeze them together, and it right. looked it looked like that. It felt like that. There, mm. there was they didn't dig deep enough in some of the things. I just started beginning. They started out with um, uh, the video shoot for one of the new editions. Then they went to Johnny Gill's video shoot, and like it was like you're telling yeah. a story through videos. That doesn't yeah. really tell us. Like you were digging in deep in part one and part two. Yeah, deep, yeah, they part did. Part three was just like. Smashed together And that's why I was like Eh Had they had one more night It would have been The best biopic Probably ever Okay Well you guys know I'm I a enjoyed bit, it I'm a little bit partial To the TLC Crazy sexy cool story But um, But No 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 But <laughs> But no Seriously I thought it was amazing I agree <laughs> That's 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 ugly That's I mean, ugly is it, even, is it even top five Is TLC movie even top five Like Michelle A was like Better than TLC Really? No, oh, I'm just, I'm just no, playing I'm just playing no, no. I'm just playing like, That's why I draw the line God damn it I'm just trolling Enough right is now. enough Yeah, I'm just trolling right now <laughs> Michelle no, A was I, the worst movie ever Not period. just Period just, 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 yeah. Piece of cinematic foolishness But 
no, I thought it was great. I, I, I have to agree with you. I, I'm not going to talk about the Drew Hill thing, but I have to agree with you on the fact that part three did feel rushed to me. Right. Um, because part one and part two felt, I almost feel like with part one, like, you guys are moving really slow. Right, like, right. You know, are we going to be able to get all this together? Because you saw so much, you know, happening when they were younger. And then I think some of the things they just kind of ran by, but you're right, it, it, it all had to be kind of, the ending kind of went from zero to ten, you know. Yeah. But but I thought it was great, and I feel like number one, new. I'm a huge new edition fan. Huge new edition. Fan. New edition was actually my very first concert ever. Mine too, actually. Yep. That was my first concert. Was a new edition BBD Johnny Gill and like yeah, the one they put was, was Bobby there too. I can't. Yeah, I think so. I think he was there, but. This yeah, was a, didn't show up for some way before this that. Was the few, yeah, this is the Candy Girl tour. I'm I was about. like, count me out and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I love New Edition. Like, that guy was a stand. See, I think I probably got got yeah, my I wasn't life into a little it bit. Yet. When when I pretended I was New Edition, I was Ralph though. Yeah, you know what? I, it's funny because <laughs> Ralph wasn't even pretty, but it's funny because I wasn't. I was like one of the, my only friends that liked Ronnie. I have a I pledged the allegiance to Ronnie DeVoe, right? And it's so <laughs> funny because when we saw the we saw the movie. It really, really, really made you appreciate Ralph. Like, most girls liked him because he was a lead singer. Right. But when you actually saw how hard he worked and how right. loyal he was to the rest of the group, it definitely brought about a newfound respect for Ralph Tresvant. You know what right. I mean? So I really just have to kind of take my hat off. I was just, you know, being a little girl, like, I like Ronnie, he's cute. But no, Ralph was, I mean, they were they were just all dope. And it was just, it was great to see them really get their, their, their just due because they were... Um, they set so many standards and so many groups came out of that and so oh, many yeah. people wanted to do what they did. And the fact that they carried themselves with a, a touch of class, even though they didn't come from that, those type of beginnings and all this stuff that we're just finding out, we didn't know that. Right. You know what I mean? I right. think they did a really good job of really having each other's back, even in the midst of some really hard times. So. Shout out for them to give, give them the dude props who deserved it, who probably nobody even knew his name prior to the biopic. That's the, right. the Brooke dude. The Brooke. Brooke. Oh, no. Yeah. I knew his name. I didn't know his name. I knew his name. You ain't know I didn't. I, didn't. I did know his name because he was in the tape covers that we used. Are was you he? kidding me? Was he? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I knew it was Ronnie's uncle. No, that's, yeah. that's dope because that, that right there it just proves that they made an effort to right. tell the story right. And no, I'm, he was actually one of the producers with them. Like, how yeah. dope is well, that? They, yeah, because they were involved, and now I was proud of that. But you know what? There was one one scene in the movie that kind of pissed me off. <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of? You were like about two paragraphs about man, this. Man, I did, man. <laughs> Look, like, when... Oh, and I do remember... I actually do remember when Ronnie DeVoe was in Atlanta... And I, I remember seeing him on a flyer for real estate or, like, his business card or right. some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, that scene where people, oh, I didn't know he fell off like that. Right. Motherfucker, what's wrong with selling real estate? <laughs> like, because, it, it, and I think a lot, of, a lot of artists and a lot of entertainers have to deal with trying to keep up that image right. when you're when you're on stage and it looked like you got a million dollar house and you got you know all these cars and all of this but so you can't do anything else because without looking like you fell off right. because you were i guess so high does that make sense it does yeah. and, and me and crystal actually know this artist I, i'm not going to say his name because i don't want it to look weird but me and crystal have both worked this artist he had a couple of songs. He had one single that was really hot for a summer or two. And he had another song that was, eh. But he um, didn't really make it. However, of course, he had a kid. 
and he has to pay for his kid to eat. So he started working at Target at night, boxing shelves, doing that kind of stuff. It, the, the store wasn't open, so nobody but the other employees knew he was there. But he just he told me that walking into that room for the first time, you know, when they're when they're doing like their team meeting or whatever, and having the girls recognize him, and then him having to go out there and do the same thing those girls were doing was just it was deflating. It's humbling. It was deflating. But the reality of it is, is that music money is not always as great as it appears to be. And there needs to be a pro- the proper respect paid to some of these guys, you know, because they have to feed their families. That yeah. statement was just that was uh, I don't I don't know if I'm glad they included it. I don't know why they included what their purpose was in doing it. Well, I, I I like that they did that because I think they also they showed that Ricky they showed that they showed that they were struggling with it right. because they showed that Ricky was going through and his wife was like, babe, you know, we we were about to lose our house, and he was like, I don't know how to do anything else, right. you know. And I saw I was watching SWV Unsung. And um, Lily and and uh, Lily and one and one of the other members were saying that when things Man, didn't I'm surprised work out, you know somebody besides Coco. I, I stopped there. Well, see, this it's the other member, not Lily, not Coco, the other one. Lily was the pretty one. Coco sang, oh, and then there was the yeah, the one that's married to the football player. But no, no, we. Taj, Taj, yes, I was Simple. like, Taj. damn, she, she Taj. married to Eddie George. Yes, yeah. Taj, no, but Taj and and Lily were saying that when things, you know, when they broke up. They didn't have the skill set to do anything else. This right. is all they'd ever done. Should and a Taj couple of them had the skill set to sing. Ta- Just saying. I mean, we have to put that there. Taj, Coco did the majority boom, boom, boom. of the work. She she Taj, lifted. I did not see that coming. Taj boom, 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 started boom. working at for she a coffee. She pulled the plow. She started working for a <laughs> coffee shop. And Lily worked in accounting. You know what I mean? Right. But but the point is, a lot of these artists don't have skill set Absolutely. outside of that. And I thought that for Ronnie to actually go to school, first of all, let's just say that he was the most amazing one in New Edition. I, I think we've already, you've articulated um, that. Yes. So, you're, so I was always a Michael Bivens fan. It's totally biased. But but it's not biased. It's obviously that. true because okay. he went to real estate Biv school. Biv 10, man, did his thing. He I got something to say about that. Remind me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He, no. So, but my point is, I think that it was, I'm glad they did show that. Because I thought it took a lot of courage for them to be honest about that and right. be candid about that. Yeah. And for Ricky to show, you know, what he went through. Um, but when, that scene where he says, this is all I know how to do, right. you know, to his wife. I thought that was really touching. And then to see Ronnie actually enroll in school, of course that's humbling. I know people who haven't even made it who feel like they shouldn't have to do that. It's like, <laughs> right. nigga, what are you doing? Right. You, you are just fine. You right. know what I mean? But so, so, I mean, there are execs in the business who have gone up and come down and don't feel like they should because it is a business that really is based on a lot of superficiality. But I right. thought I'd really give them uh, credit for being candid about that. One more set of scenes that speak to that as well. And you mentioned Michael Bivens. Do you remember the scene where um, Tank, I can't remember the name, Busby. He was yeah, playing Gerald Busby. Busby. Um, he was telling Michael Bivens, hey, did you read your contract? Hey, this is the business, baby. This is how it goes. And then you, later on, you see Michael Bivens on the phone telling somebody else that. Right. So he wasn't even afraid to show, yeah, I've kind of been a dick. Right. You know, I've, I've kind of been an asshole yeah. myself. That was kind of like his his confession. Yeah. I don't know if you saw they snuck that in there, but. I did. I saw that and that I was like, in. wow, Mike, for real? But they did. They snuck something else in. Did you guys notice that BBD came out with an album? <laughs> There's a brand new 2017 album. Yeah. 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 And and we should yeah. all SWV what? is on one of the records. They are. They are. Yes. What? what? And matter of fact, um, <laughs> matter of fact, Prince. We had we had Prince in here, the engineer. Right. I forget. Oh, not I the forget what episode. Known but, as. Yeah. Right. I was totally lost. Like right, not what? that Prince. Not that Prince. <laughs> you started the show too late. You should have. You could have met Prince. <laughs> right. We we had that Prince on the show. <laughs> Go ahead, Prince, the engineer. Right, but he was like the engineer for um, this record with uh, SWV and uh, yeah. and BBD. They snuck that shit on us. 
Yeah. That BBD record. I am encouraging everyone to go, go out it. and buy the album. Why? Please. Because Ronnie DeVoe is on it? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> You're encouraging them to buy it too? Do you think the album's good? I haven't listened to it yet, to be so honest. So how are you going to encourage somebody? People look, at, people look to you as the, the, the voice. You know, their 90-10 rule is the, they're the voice. And now you're going to just arbitrarily and tell somebody to go out and buy something? I'm encouraging all artists out there to cater to the opposite sex. Okay? People did it a long time ago. It worked. Oh, if you okay. Have a female, you lost me for a second. I oh, get what no, you're saying. I'm yeah. just saying, if you're a male, <laughs> if you're a male, look at this. I will go and buy Ronnie's album regardless. I, right. I mean, BBD, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, sure. Ronnie's album. Ronnie's I will go and buy because because they touched a part of, if, if you can win over the <laughs> where, opposite sex. Where did they sex, touch you? <laughs> <laughs> if you can win over the opposite sex, you are in there. Ronnie, you're in there. Ronnie, if you want to sell draws, <laughs> I can put the website together for you. We can make this happen. Man. 9010... What is it? The 9010rule.com slash draws. Well, as long as they say Ronnie DeVoe. They will. Okay. And when you cut them off, they say DeVoe. Say Ronnie when you have the lights on. And I say that with all due respect for his beautiful wife, Shamari, who I love as well. Yeah, this is just a compliment, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> she going to cut your ass, why? No, she knows. She knows. I mean, I, I like Shamari. She's good. Right. She'll be like, yeah, hey, girl. <laughs> I hate that bitch. <laughs> we all love you. She, she knows everybody loves her husband. She's okay with that. She's blessed. Right. No, seriously, it was a it was a great it was a great movie and I think it was a great way to cap off their career. Who's next? What who's the next biopic that you want to see? I I, I vote for Butte Drew Hill. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. Nah, this shit, this shit is funny. Okay, Kevin, no, this shit is Kevin, funny. Hold on, hold on. Kevin, this is funny. Listen, do you guys remember when Cisco said he was better than Usher and he challenged him to a dance off? You remember that? We don't know anything about that. Neither does Usher. <laughs> Usher doesn't know what to do. Usher ain't dignified as shit with a response. Like, it was when it was when um, Cisco oh, had the, the thong song, song? right? Mm. And he thought all the little white girls was feeling him and shit. He was on MTV Beach, the little beach thing, and he said, "Yo." On the mic I'm better than Usher Like nigga Usher ain't hitting on nothing oh, He challenged wow. him to a dance It never happened I would have liked to have seen that More than Chris Brown and Soldier Boy Personally Kevin What do you think about a, bio- a biopic who, A biopic A biopic Who are you Who are you excited to see Besides Drew Hill um, I'm Well I'm actually I'm excited to see The new Tupac uh, biopic Not, I, I, not I, at You all. know what I did dope. an event I did an event This past Saturday And no one came to support me, but that's okay. But I did an event with Eva, Marcel, and... Oh, I saw du- an email. You didn't call me. You didn't text Man, me. Man, she ain't me either. Email. And I talked to her. The dude, that, <laughs> the dude that plays Puffy came to the event to do red carpet. Right. And, yeah. So you think you're, you're anticipating Tupac? I'm a little concerned. I'm right. a little concerned because I'm, not- I'm a really big fan of Tupac. I'm a, I'm very, I, I feel like that. Like, the way your brow is... Like, yeah. I'm just a little concerned. Like, you got, a, you got this... A, you got a lot to chew on for this one. And it one. keeps taking, it's taking a long time. Like detox. Which makes me feel like we should be a little concerned. Well, I'm concerned because Pac ain't here and neither is Afeni. So I, I don't know if. Well, I'm not concerned about that. If. I'm just concerned about the fact that so many people's interpretations of Pac are different. Yeah. And, you know, Which I. Which is why. Is it going to be the story about his activism or is it going to be the story about his acting or is it going to be the story about his music? And how do it you tie those all together of that, without, without mm. bastardizing some of it? You know, yeah, Snoop's right. going to have a good one. Snoop's going to have a good biopic. I didn't even know he has one when the works, but that sounds like. I mean, not immediately, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the time he tell, decides to tell his story, I think his will be dope. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I know there's somebody out there that's well-deserving. And, and if TV1 doesn't stop doing all these unsung songs. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to say this, man, because I knew this was going to happen. Everybody think everybody's entitled to a biopic and it's not happening. <laughs> Drew Hill, no. not 
happening. Not going down. They can't even get together for a, somebody a, a, sleeping a, in my bed though. Nah, they man. They can't even get together for a reunion. We're not making show. love nah, no man. more. SWV not getting a biopic. April showered me with your love. I not a- what? Tell okay. me what you want. Uh, Ain't t- <laughs> Tell SWV me what you need. Believes they they deserve. Tell one. me that you good enough, baby. Oh my God! Oh, tell me. <laughs> and on I'm that doing note, <laughs> on that note, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We didn't have a guest today because we really wanted to talk to you guys about just all the stuff that's happening. But we look forward to next week. But please, 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 we want to hear for 2017 what you guys want to hear, what guests you want to come on the show. So we look forward to interacting with you on Facebook, interacting with you on Twitter. And Instagram. So if you want, Brian, you're going to give them the number in case sure. they want to. The, the voicemail number is 678-636-9116. We do check that immediately when you get it. We'll put it on the show. We'll play it live if you want us to. We can either include your name or not. Just let us know. And I was thinking, you know what? Let us know what you think about this. I was thinking that we should have a section of the show that we allow independent artists to send in their music and we kind of rate the music. We kind of say what we think or give our opinion back. Let some of the other viewers hear it. We definitely want you guys to be more involved this year with the show. That would have been something we could have probably talked about before we just announced it, but hey, <laughs> send well, it in. Hey. Send, send it in. <laughs> right. Crystal like, said so. I'm going to give you our email and personal address. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but definitely, I, we want to hear your stuff. We yeah. definitely, we definitely sincerely want to hear your stuff, especially if it's dope. Mail it to Crystal house at 457 Main Street Atlanta, Georgia 30318 The person who lives there is going to be pissed off Visit us at the 9010rule.com That's 9010rule.com